Kia ora and welcome everyone to another episode of Big Life Mindset. If you have pay or remuneration reviews, or performance reviews that feed into those pay reviews, then this episode is for you. The focus of today is on expectations. Setting expectations and managing expectations well before any of those big pay review meetings. Before we do though, Just remember that previously I've talked about the benefits of having conversations with your manager or the business owner or whoever is going to be conducting those pay reviews. To reiterate that super important point, you're looking at having conversations, not a competition with that person. Way too often I see people think that they're going to some sort of point scoring exercise from either side and that quickly turns things counterproductive. So, with that in mind, let's talk about setting expectations. Now, whether you're in day one or day 1,000 of working at that business, the business or organization you work for should have some idea of what they want you to be doing, how, how well you should be doing it, when it should be done, that kind of thing. Now, you need to know what this is. You need to have a very clear understanding of what their expectations are for you and your role, because this is going to act as a compass for both of you. If you deviate too far away from this, then obviously you're going off course. Sure, your role might evolve and be adjusted, but once again, this should be married against those expectations. And if the expectations need to be modified to reflect that, then it makes the information and the process clearer for everyone. Think about it as... If they want you to achieve this thing, you need to know what that thing is. Equally important, and almost universally forgotten about, is what your expectations are of the business. When one or neither of those expectations are well defined, it can quickly create untold problems for everyone involved, and the impact of these can actually spread across a business. Here's an example of when I accepted a role with poorly defined expectations. So I turned up to the job on time and ready to go, with all the excitement and enthusiasm that comes with starting a new role. Unfortunately, the company wasn't ready for me to start yet. No computer, no desk, nothing tangible for me to work on other than reading a library of manuals, health and safety, IT, you name it. Now, that's enough for a day, maybe two, but once you get past that and see people still scrambling to work out what you're meant to be doing you know they've not defined your role properly and you can expect to be doing underutilized or misdirected work until they get themselves sorted. If the business doesn't know what to expect of you, it can make it hard for you to know as well. Think of these expectations as the bare-ass minimum. You need this from them in order to do what they want you to do. Kind of makes sense, eh? A clearly defined set of expectations makes sure that you're both on the same page. Here's another example. Let's say you screw toothpaste lids. Oh man, English is a second language for me at the moment. Let's say you screw toothpaste lids onto the toothpaste tubes. The company wants you to do 1,000 a week with only a 10% error rate. If you manage to do 1,000 per week with only a 5% error rate, then the business will give you a 50% pay rise at the annual pay review round. 
Now, right there, it's really easy to see what their expectations are of you in your current role and what above and beyond looks like and how they will treat that. This is output focused only, obviously. Now, if you both know what their expectations are, you can plot your progress against it. What isn't commonly recognized, though, is what your expectations are. And I believe this is almost, if not equally, as important. Because your expectations might look like this. Yes, I can do 1,000 a week with a 10% error rate. No probs. But in order for me to do this, I need to be fully allocated to this task, which means you can't pull me off this job to help out across the business. Realize that if you do, it's going to have a negative impact on my output or quality. Another more flexible way to say it is, yeah, happy to help out across the business. Can we please add a note to my file? Or can you flick a quick email through to confirm the change and what that impact looks like? Now, that last bit might seem a bit OTT, over the top, but so often those things, those conversations are completely forgotten about over the course of a year. A simple note can help you and the business paint a more accurate picture of your work throughout the year. Now, funnily enough, your expectations don't usually come into view until you find yourself in a situation that makes it difficult to do your job, like the toothpaste machine breaking down or John the manager taking you off the production line for two days a week to go and help Tim in accounts. Nevertheless, This is going to impact on your ability to meet the organization's expectations, and that can ultimately be reflected in those pay review discussions. Managing expectations. Now, I know a lot of people that get nervous when it comes time to talk about performance reviews and pay reviews. And this is irrespective of whether you agree with them being a good thing or not. Let's just assume this is a thing that you have to do. But what you'll find is, is that when these are done well, they're actually just conversations. And those conversations throughout the year are often dressed up as check-ins. Some organizations have a half-year review, which can be helpful, but just be mindful that seasonal or end-of-financial-year demands or anything else like that can really influence on how busy you are and when. My preference is to have these check-ins fortnightly or at a stretch monthly. I've had roles where they were done weekly, maybe during like the really intense part of a project, but honestly, anything inside that, and you're starting to have to find things to talk about, and that's not good use of your time, and it's definitely not good use of theirs. Fortnightly helps keep that information fresh, and allows you to speak to it more easily because, well, it's relevant. These check-ins don't need to be a drawn-out affair either, and it could simply be, this is what I did last fortnight, here's some challenges I had, Here's what I'm working on this fortnight. All those check-ins are extremely useful, however, as they can ultimately feed into the picture of how you're performing and why. If you're not able to meet those expectations because of some challenges that you've experienced outside of your control, well, there's an opportunity to raise those. Human behavior is a strange thing. If you wait until the review date to mention this stuff, and the manager's forgotten, it's really easy for them to feel like it's a personal attack. Like, hey man, the only reason I'm not performing in this role is because you made me do X, Y, or Z five months ago. 
it can quickly feel like shifting the blame or coming up with excuses. And while your point may be valid, it's far easier to manage this aspect at the time, and a gentle reminder of that and a gentle reminder of the impact is made and noted because then you can call upon that. Remember, that person you're having the pay review conversation with, it's a person. They'll have a busy life, just like you. They'll have their own shit going on in their private life, just like you. And they may not remember every decision that's been made over the last year. Not only that, but they may not see all the extra value that you're adding beyond the expectations. Use these conversations as an opportunity to help fill in that knowledge gap. This whole episode really only factors on the money side of things. It's not designed in any way to cover other, in my opinion, far more meaningful areas like job satisfaction or progression pathways or fit, whether you feel the business is a good fit for you. Money isn't the only consideration, but for many of us, knowing you are getting paid fairly is one way a business can recognize your value. Being clear on each other's expectations and open in how they're being managed helps ensure a more fairer, a fairer and more transparent process for everyone. All good family, uh, soon I'll dedicate an episode to the actual pay review meeting as it's one that generates a massive amount of negativity for far too many people, no matter what side of the table they're sitting on. Until then, please do take the 15 seconds it takes to click follow and subscribe, but most importantly, share this information, share this episode with someone that you know that it might help. All right, thanks so much. You know what to do, folks. Be uncomfortable and grow. (laughs) 